Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. So we are in part 12, and I know that last week I said that this would possibly be the finale, but possibly just didn't happen. So next week will be the finale. So just saying. Um, and we're going to be dealing with leaders and dealing with how Paul is. And I kind of titled this um, the what, who, and how to for people and leaders is, is basically kind of the phrase I use to describe it. And so we're going to be going through that. In this series, we have been talking about how God develops our character, bringing, uh, growing that fruit of the Spirit within us. And how he gives us identity through truth, how his truth is our identity, that it's not vanity, it's not vain. That the effects of of the grace that God uses in our lives, how it can affect us and we allow him to affect us. That the character being developed is reflected in our life. When we look upon something that's not natural for me and do is what that word affect means. So when we allow the grace of God to the effect of the grace of God to affect me and allow that to reflect. Okay. And then so that our longing to is to love God and to hollow his name in our lives. See, this is a, this is a, this is something that it's kind of taken me a good long time to kind of walk. And some of you probably have already been there. Some of you may not be there. But we get very much in a habit of focusing on asking for forgiveness of the sin or the wrong that we're doing or the things that are going on in our lives. But really, the issue is not the sin as much as it's the longing to. Because it's not a question of whether or not it's right or wrong. We already know what is right or wrong. We know that this is not something that we need to be doing. But have you ever found, and Paul even talks about this, when I try to do something good, I end up doing something bad. When I try to actually, when, when, when I endeavor to not do bad, I end up doing the bad instead of actually doing the good. It's the battle that we all have. That source is the longing to. That source is allowing our lives to change to the point that I'm not just sorry the fact that I did it. I'm sorry the fact that I longed to do it. Because it's the want to. It's my want to that needs to change, not just not just that thing that I'm dealing with. It's the want to. What do I want out of my life? And if I want to serve God, then I need to actually have my want to do what he wants me to do, 
rather than just focus on, well, I did this wrong or I did that wrong or whatever. The focus is at the source of it. It's the want. I want to serve God. And I do that through truth and following after integrity. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Integrity, basically that, that if nobody else is around me, I'm going to do what is the right thing to do, right? And abiding in the chief cornerstone, who is Jesus, because Jesus is the, Jesus is the official right, okay? He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? It's not what I think is right. It's not what I think works out okay, which I love being my own boss because then I can tell myself where, what is okay and what is not okay. And I find when I find myself doing that, it turns out I get myself in trouble. You know, when all I'm doing is just at, when I'm all I'm doing is just answering myself on what is right. I have this, but it's the chief cornerstone. It is Jesus who everything, measured by everything, not as a condemnation, but as a conviction, as a, listen, I need to stop thinking certain things are right. I need to allow God to actually be, to grow that character and identity within me. And how do I do that? By being led by the Spirit, because the Spirit of God leads us into all truth. Oh, wow, truth and integrity. And then I need to be awake in the spirit. I can't just be sitting on my laurels. I can't just be, you know, everything is all okay and whatever. I have to be awake in the spirit. I have to be stirring up that stuff within me. Why? Because the day of the Lord, so it's not a thief you know, it's like the day of the Lord or the end, the judgment day. It comes like a thief in the night. You've read that. But the thing about it is, it's not a thief to those who are following after God. It's not a thief to those who are following after the light. Okay? And, and then we go into leaders. And in Mark 9, 33-37. So Mark 9, 33-37. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If any desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and he set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I thank you for everything you do and who you are. And I pray, Father, that, that our hearts and minds will be open to your word and that we may just worship you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So in this in this conversation about leaders, there is a couple things that we need to actually and you know ask a question of when we talk about these things. And one of those things that we have three questions. What is the character of a leader? Who is a leader? And how do we treat our leaders and why? 
But before we can even go into there, there's a couple terms, glossary terms, that we need to actually go over, just so that we kind of uh, state that. Um, in the event that Mark described is found both in Matthew and in Luke. So if you were to look up this story, or the, the history that we read, the event that happened about Jesus gathering them together in Mark, it's described in Matthew and Luke. But in Matthew and Luke, the Greek word used for great or greatest is maison, meaning greatest, meaning larger, literally or figuratively, in age, elder, greater, more. So basically saying who's the greatest, That and they were debating whether or not who's the greatest, meaning who was had more experience, who is the greater of age, I came here first, I listened to him here first, and they were vying for that kind of deal. But the interesting thing about this is that Mark, Mark has a, a slightly bit different word that he used. Not necessarily completely different, but where Matthew and Luke were focused more on age, Mark brings out a difference in Jesus' response. Because in Mark 9, 35, if anyone desires to be first, not greatest, but first, and that word is protos. And first, meaning foremost, meaning in time and place, meaning in front of, to stand there. And then what you will find, and you want to keep your hand there, because we're just going to do this really, really quickly, or as quickly as I can. And we're going to go over to 1 Thessalonians because we're going to also look at how Paul wrote it in 5, in verse 12. And we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord. Over is the one in authority, and that is to stand before, i.e., to practice, to maintain, to be over, to rule over. And so with those definitions, understanding that, you have greatest, meaning first. You have protos, meaning foremost, or protos meaning first. And you have greatest, maison, meaning larger than in age. And then you also have someone who is over them in Back in Mark, so hopefully you left your hand in there. Back in Mark 9, 33 through 37, we go through the question, what is the character of a leader? Well, according to Mark 9, 33 through 37, a leader is someone who shall be last, someone who humbles themselves, Someone who is servant of all. To such an extent, to such an extent that he says, whoever comes and takes the time to gather up to, to be when and takes a, one of these child, one of these children, the little ones, does it for me. Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. So if anybody wants to be greatest, you need to be servant of all, you need to be last of all, and you need to also be willing to actually 
take one of these and the little ones, take care of the little ones, have a heart for the little ones. So who is a leader? Or what is the character of a leader? That is the character of a leader. And the very next one is who is a leader? And for that, we're going to go over to Ephesians 4, just a few books over. John, Romans, keep on flipping, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, you Galatians, and then you'll hit Ephesians. In Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16, states this, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by, by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So what do we find here? Do we find, do we find like he who knows the most gets to be a leader? No. He who studied the most gets to be a leader? No. It is a gift that is given, and it is given unto certain people who God actually designates. Right? But we as leaders have we have a responsibility as leaders, Sunday school teachers, worship leaders, um, uh, pastors, evangelists, to edify the body, that to help us all come together as one, because guess what? I'm saved just as you are saved. I'm not any different than you are when it comes to it. Called in a different way. Mike is called in a different way. You know, Tom is called in a different way. You are called into a different way. This is something that we are all called. We're all called to something. And it's given to us to actually fill those, to walk in that, to be that. Right? And so we do not find that it's like, well, I just, I'm not educated enough in the Bible. Turns out, if you're called, now, is there the study to show that yourself to prove? Totally. Is there a, a research? Yes. But the calling of who actually designates who a leader is, that comes from God. And it's very, very important to understand that, that a leader is designated by God. So then, how do we treat a leader? How do we treat our leaders and why? And I know that's kind of one, that's kind of two questions wrapped up into one. And if you want to actually start going over to 1 Thessalonians 5, we're only going to be looking at two verses in, 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 in chapter 5. How do we treat a leader? See, a leader is supposed to be servant of all. A leader is designated to literally to not stand for his rights or their rights, whoever their leader is. Because the focus and the goal is not in 
my opinions, the focus and the goal is, do you have a relationship with God through Jesus? That's the focus and the goal. The goal is to point to Jesus and anything that could actually come in or come and make a barrier in between that relationship is something that we need to fight against because so sometimes in a lot of ways you know a leader has all the feelings cannot do anything about them it's not that I don't get upset. It's not that I don't have feelings. It's not that I don't get hurt. It's not that I don't have issues or problems. But it's that when criticized, accept. When hurt, move on. When unduly treated, take the hit. And so, so Paul deals with this, understanding that that, that's something that I am called to. It's something that any leader that is called to being a leader is something that, that we as leaders do. And God actually has us and walks us through, and, it's, and, and, and he walks us through tears, and he walks us through heartache, and he walks us through the, the struggles and the, and the problems. He does that. But knowing this, Paul writes in, in 1 Thessalonians, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Like I said, a leader's job is not to stand on opinions or feelings or rights, but a leader's job is to actually encourage and edify and build and thus needing to be edified and encouraged myself go to God and actually follow after God and we as a body uh, there there are things because of the position of being a leader and because of standing up here you're going to see me make mistakes you're going to see and it's going to be broadcast you know quite quickly without I mean it's going to be there but it's one of those things where Paul's like I admonish you you know, esteem them for their work's sake. Go in there. And also, be at peace one with another. Work peacefully one with another. What does that mean? Well, where does peace come from? Peace doesn't mean what we all agree. It's, it's when we start to only gather around people who agree with us, that's when we start getting into problems. Right? It's it's we coming together as peace because you know Jesus as the Christ and Messiah. I know Jesus as the Christ and Messiah, living peacefully, bringing out those things, allowing the things that are good to be generated instead of the things that we point, can point out as being wrong. Because is that going to happen? Oh, yeah, totally. can happen. So be at peace one with another. And why? Out of love. See, I know this may sound weird, and especially in the, in the world it sounds weird to say to a people and to a congregation or to anybody who's just not like your, your kids or your dad or your mom when I say, I love you in the Lord and I love you for who you are, that no matter what you choose or whatever, that's where you are at and I love you for who you are, not who you are 
should or supposed to or whatever be, but right there, knowing that God loves you even more than I can ever even love you, and if you pursue God, then God in his love is going to make that difference in hearts and minds, and it's going to develop those characters that we talked about at the very front, and is going to be within us and help us out of love. And so out of love for one another, pray for one another. Um, there was a certain conversation that us as a worship team, we had, and, and during that conversation, I had a, a, a really good friend of mine in the worship team, and they came up to me, and they shared a, a, a scripture verse, and it, and it said this. It said, bear, what was it? bear one another's burdens. That's the only thing I can remember about that verse. But bear one another's burdens. And I got tears in my eyes. Because that's not just that's not just bear that person's burdens, but that means bear everybody's burdens. That means we praying for one another, you praying for everybody and me praying, and we praying unceasingly for one another, encouraging one another, building up one another. You know, I started writing out names. I, uh, I'm going to end here really quick. I, I apologize. I, will, I won't go any, any, any longer. Um, but I was I was watching uh, that movie about Mr. Rogers that has Tom, stars Tom Hanks and I don't know if you've seen that or not. If you haven't seen that, is you need to watch that movie. That is an amazing, an amazing, amazing movie. Absolutely, positively amazing. And Tom Hanks does a very awesome job. But some of the things because um, you had a lot of sources there, a lot of people were in that that you know were there. And some of the things about Mr. Mr. Rogers that you may not have known, but he prayed for people by name. So I had been praying for people by, by some names, but then I started adding to my prayer list. And as I was going on, and I want to pray for this one, and then I added another person, and I want to pray for this 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 person. I'm about three pages into my prayer list, and I'm still not done. I have to kind of times it out a little bit as I'm keeping on writing names because there's so many people that I care about that I want to pray for. And I thought that was just really amazing. And here I am, through a, a, a movie, the real life of a person who followed after God way back in the day, who taught little children, all the way down. And here I am, 45 years old, and I'm like, man, i got to start writing out more names. I've got to start writing out more names because I have more people that I want to pray for. I think it would be very cool if we as a congregation wrote out the names of the people in our congregation. And then who else do you want to add to it? Who else do you want to pray for? Who else needs the prayer? 
I don't know. I'm just putting that out there. Not as something that you have to, but just something as, as you thought, as a thought for you. To end this up, I mentioned that there were three questions, and in order to end it up, what is the character of a leader as a servant of all? Who is a leader? It is a gift that is given. It is somebody that God designates. And how do we treat our leaders and why? Esteem them for the sake of the work and love. Those are your answers. Those are your biblical answers. Hold them up. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for everything you do and who you are. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. And I pray, Father, that we may be praying for one another, that we may encourage one another, that we may edify one another, that we may build up, Father. And that we may walk with. And I pray, Father, that you be glorified. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.